Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I am so glad that you joined me today and I have a very special guest for you. Um, my very favorite person in the whole wide world, my best friend, my husband, my partner, Pastor Troy Marino. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So even if you've not listened to every episode, I know that you know what they're about because we've talked, I've talked with you about them so much. Um, but I wanted to invite you today because you have a lot of insight into this, I feel like. Um, so we're talking about God's grand plan for your life. Yeah. And the first episode was just acknowledging that God has a grand plan for you and that he created you with purpose. Absolutely. Um, the second, we talked about how even though you may not know exactly what that purpose is, you're going to step out and do something. And as you put your hand to something um, with that willing heart, you're going to grow and you're going to develop into the person that God has for you. And we use the example of David. You know, David was first the shepherd boy, then the warrior, and then the great king of Israel. Mm -hmm. And it was God's uh, acceptable, good, and perfect will for his life. Yeah. So uh, last episode we was titled, Are We There Yet? And it was really just an encouragement to not give up, to um, keep going, even though you may be weary. And we talked about what that means to be weary. And then your garden. And, and it actually says that your um, God's garden, you are his cultivated field. And um, that's over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that you are God's cultivated garden and we talked about what does that look like. But today, I want to talk to you about harvest. Okay. Because we're, we've obeyed, we've put our hand to something, we're sticking with it, and now we want to see harvest. So what would you say is the most important thing, having had some harvest in your own life, mm -hmm. having seen some things come to pass that God has promised you, what would you say was the most important thing or one of the most important things? Yeah, I think that, you know, to categorize um, what is the most, I, I think that's going to vary depending on who you're talking to. Right. Because we all have strength and weaknesses in our walk. Mm. Um, so what's easy for one is hard for the other, vice versa. Then for a third party that, you know, had a challenge in their walk that wasn't an issue for either of the first two. That being said, I would say for me, for my own experience, my own example, um, I would say the most valuable, the most important element to getting to the place where I've enjoyed some harvest in, in uh, different areas of my life, mm -hmm. um, it's endurance, it's patience. Yeah. And... Um, I, that scripture over in Hebrews uh, was highlighted to me uh, in thinking about uh, this time with you. Uh, Hebrews 10.36, and I like what it says out of the New Living Translation. It says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you'll continue to do God's will 
then you'll receive all that he has promised. Uh, some translations use patience. Some use the term endurance. The New Living Translation uses both, and I like that because I, I think there's distinction between the two, and they're both extremely valuable and important in that process. You know, as, you know, as you and I have talked over the years, one of the things that we always struggled with was the was understanding the middle. Right, mm-hmm. the season that we call time in our yeah, house, that right? Seed, time, harvest. Yes, that time period. It's yeah. that. It's that period, mm-hmm. that window of time mm-hmm. uh, between when you sow and when you reap. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be the hardest to uh, to understand, the hardest to endure, mm-hmm. all of that. And we we hear ministers uh, talk about their beginning and they mm-hmm. talk about their ending, and so often they. They, they don't share the, the experience of their season uh, of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for me, uh, that's, uh, that's been the most critical yeah. is the time. And it doesn't take anything away from the, the grace of God because by no means have I been perfect in any of those seasons. Right. Um, but you know, the grace of God has been with me and with us mm-hmm. through that nevertheless. I had it, it. We had to be available. We had to endure. We had to stay with the plan, mm-hmm. and we had to keep our eyes forward. Mm-hmm. You know, faith is always uh, faith is now, but it always is looking to the hope, mm-hmm. which is future of yeah. the expected end. It makes me think about Paul when he says that he keep. You know, he would look forward and keep his eye on the prize, yeah. on that high calling. Yeah. Um. And he said, I forget everything behind me to press forward. Absolutely. You know, I I feel like sometimes too is that when when we're at that place and we have endured and we're pushing forward, um, that that Satan will come along and try to discourage us. And and it's like he'll throw everything at us, you know, And, and some of that is looking behind. Yeah. Maybe you're looking behind at past mistakes or failures or regrets or whatever. And it can that can really cause you to want to give up. Yeah. So You know, I, I would I would call the plan of God you know, we are his masterpiece, right? Yes. We the individual. Two ten, yeah. And so um, if we're walking completely by the spirit, it's as easy as paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. To, rep, to to finish his masterpiece. Mm. If we're walking in the flesh, then it's us trying to replicate in our own ability a master artist's work, oh and which is nearly impossible, if right. not impossible. Right. And so you can you might come up with something that is a resemblance. You might become that is familiar to, you, but you will never replicate the mm-hmm. master That's so to where good. it's indistinguishable. Yeah. And uh, even even the best. Forgers, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 there is a variance, right? There right. is a, a signature in their technique that mm-hmm. will give them away to an expert. Wow. Uh, be it by technology or just by familiarity, mm-hmm. being, quote, unquote, an expert. Right. So, I mean, for us, most of us, I think, in, in the body of Christ, we fall in that middle ground area where it's not just painting by numbers every day, mm-hmm. although, you know, Theoretically, it can be. If we're doing mm-hmm. everything by the leading of the Spirit and the Word of God, mm-hmm. then it is paint by numbers easy. So we've only got a, cu- a few minutes left, um, and I had a couple of questions for you, but I think this one is the most important. 
So we're talking about harvest. And when I told you the things that I, I that we were going to be talking about, um, how to actually get that harvest, yeah. you know, and what does it look like? And you had mentioned <laughs> something about your grandfather's tractor, and that was so good. I want you to talk about that, how the same thing that you planted with is the same thing that you're going to reap with. And yeah. sometimes your harvest doesn't look like a harvest. Absolutely. And, and I thought of, you know, Elijah by the brook. You yeah. know, he had that raven to come and feed him. But when you think about a raven yeah. coming to feed you, it's like, yeah. I don't know if I want that. But I, I'm going to let you speak to that. So yeah. tell me about obtaining your harvest and what are some things that you can actually do, put into action today yeah. to, to get that harvest? Yeah. It, you know, so um, oftentimes we understand sowing, mm-hmm. um, but then our, our mindset changes when it comes to reaping. We think as if God has changed who he is mm-hmm. and how he operates in conjunction with us. On that, you know, for some reason, um, we feel as if um, we can sow, but yet God is going to automatically reap for us. So what you mean is you have to sow by faith, and and sowing by faith means that that's that stepping out, taking that first step. Sure, whatever, it whatever, may be. everything that we do is by faith. Yes. So it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God, mm-hmm. and the just, the justified, shall live by faith. So everything that we do, we do by faith. So therefore, mm-hmm. we sow by faith. Right. Is an act of faith. Um, you're stepping out into nothing but the aching void of God's promise, yes, right? Yes, And you're, you stand on that and you do an act of obedience, that's uh-huh. sowing. Well, what's interesting, sowing and reaping uh, share a lot of commonalities. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't necessarily, uh, they're not mutually exclusive in their operation. And what I mean by that is that reaping as much as an action of, of faith as sowing is. Mm. And oftentimes it will, uh, it will seem just as uncertain as an unknown. Um, we want God to, to do things that are audacious and obvious mm-hmm. for us when it comes to areas of harvest, in most areas and anything we want to do, but especially in harvest. Somehow we want God to do that for us, but we put in the sickle. Mm. We put the sickle into the the field for harvest. We go and we reap. And the Mm. Bible's clear on that. We don't have time to go through all the scriptures that that point to that. But it is us that does harvesting, whether it's a harvest of souls in the Great Commission, Mm. or whether it's reaping a blessing or a promise that God has for us specifically, individually. That's so good. And I'm going to just really quick, because you're saying that, I think about that sometimes when you have that urgency to, to talk to someone about the Lord. And, yeah. and it's like, now, 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 now. Well, God isn't just making that happen. He is impressing on you. Now is the time to go talk to them. Now is the time. They're ready. And he talks about how that how the harvest is ready, but the laborers to reap the harvest are few. Yeah, and That's why are they few? It's not because there isn't a, a large amount of people within the body of Christ. You know, the church is a large, large yeah, group, right? Absolutely. It's a living organism, the body of Christ. is. It's just that there are a few that are willing to step out on obedience at the right. prompting of the Holy Spirit right. in those times when the harvest is ripe. Mm. You know, ripe... Uh, 
timing is everything in harvest, mm-hmm. whether it's natural or spiritual. Timing is everything. In the natural, it's it's weather condition conditions, moisture levels within the the har- harvest itself, the object, whether it be corn, wheat, hay, doesn't matter. You know, you have to harvest things at the right time in the right conditions. Mm-hmm. God knows when those are mm-hmm. right in our personal life. When we feel prompted to step out and do something that is uncomfortable, probably unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when we sow, we reap in those same ways. You know, I, you brought up the example of my grandfather's tractor. I, I, I was just sharing that with you. The same piece of equipment that he used to go out in, in the same field and plant corn is the same piece of equipment that he, he took out and he harvested corn with. Mm-hmm. Now, it had different attachments, right? There was a cedar that he would attach to it when he was, when he was planting corn. Mm-hmm. And then there was his old, you know, uh, corn picker mm-hmm. um, that, the, that he would hook up in the harvest season. Um, diff, you know, th- there were some peculiar elements, but it was the same uh, act, same uh, action in the same field. They, our faith is that, right? Um, our faith is that tractor that we're, we're going out and we're harvesting with mm-hmm. or we're going out and we're sowing with. We have to recognize um, that it's going to take action on our part mm-hmm. in cooperating with the Holy Spirit at the right times, both to plant, when mm-hmm. to plant, and uh when, when to reap, when to harvest. You know, I, I gave uh, the example of King David. We read stories of his mighty men, right? And mm-hmm. and the, the tremendous exploits that they were all famous for. But those mighty men, David received a harvest of, of mighty men. But when God sowed that harvest into him, mm-hmm. it didn't look like that. It looked like men in the cave of Adullam, the Bible says, that showed up that were distressed in debt and discontented. Those were the three specific words that the Bible describes those men when David received them. But it turned out to be a harvest of mighty men that would help him go on and do exploits and become probably globally famous in the known world anyway. Wow. When you said that, I was thinking, and like right now, you there's so much information out there. Sure. And people will tell you, you know, you were basically the sum of the five people that you're with the most. Right, you're the average. You're the average. Okay. So think of that. If, if we're just, we're filling ourselves with all this information and what the world is telling us, and God's bringing us some people along that are in debt, discontented, and... Uh, what was the third one? Uh, Discouraged? Yeah, they were distressed. Distressed. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, in the natural, you'd be like, no, these are not the people I need to surround myself with. You yeah. know, and look who Jesus surrounded himself with. You know, they it was just some type of crew, but that is so good. I don't know. I just well, want to point that I, out. It's I'm, not I'm always... glad you pointed that out because here, this is another critical element I think is important to mention in this that you have to understand the difference between your seed and, and your harvest mm. because they're both the same thing, mm-hmm. right? When you go and you harvest mm-hmm. at the end of the season, what are you harvesting? Plants full of seed. Right. <laughs> right? So which part is for sowing and which part is for me in harvesting? Mm-hmm. And, when, you know, in the economy of people, we have to be just as wise and recognize uh, through the leading of the Holy Spirit. 
these relationships in my life, what are they for, Lord? Yeah, are I'm they for me to, to sow into right. or are they for me to be reaping from? Mm, that's good. And so, uh, you know, and, and that takes fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, to recognize those relationships, you need to. But you, we need both. You need both. You need I people think, that you're sowing into. Yes. That you're either discipling. Yep. Um, because that discipleship will cause sanctification. One of those real religious terms we have, but it causes growth and development in us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but that's sowing, and you need those relationships uh, that are building you up, that are edifying you, that right. are fathering or mothering you in your walk with Christ, or at least challenging you right. and keeping you sharp. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Right. So you need to have those iron relationships in your life. That's really yeah. good. No, I I believe that. I believe that we should always have someone that, yes, we allow to be a mentor to us. Sure. And then we need to be that to others. Well, thank you so much for all of this. It was rich. It was good. Um, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, and I will definitely have you back. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> okay. Thank you again so much. Yeah. And um, it was a great way to wrap up our teaching on purpose. Yeah. Congratulations on a great series. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, everyone. We just want to thank you again for joining us. And we know that... 15 to 18 minutes is not a lot of time to give instruction, but we would encourage you to go to Mark 4 and look at the parable of the sower. That's going to give you a lot of key insights into how to keep your ground free of offense, of care, of worry. Keep a good cultivated garden so that you'll be able to reap, as Jesus said, 30, 60 to 100 fold. And know, as we encourage you, everyone's walk is going to be so different. What the Lord deals with me about may not be the same thing that He's going to deal with you about. But the biggest thing is to spend time with Him daily through worship, through prayer, and through reading your word. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach you and show you all things to come. This is just an added resource to encourage you and help you along the way, but He is the best teacher. And remember, as always, I've referenced my scriptures, but there's also an email address in the notes section. So if you have any questions, anything that you're just not quite understanding, shoot me an email. I will be happy to pass that on to Troy and let him answer you. (laughs) No, seriously, I will answer your questions the best that I know how. And if I don't know the answer, I will find someone that does. But I just hope you have a blessed day and um, be encouraged. Talk to you next week. Be sure and tune in next week. We are going to be starting a new series all March. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be about the power of your words. I have already learned so much and I'm excited to share it with you. And then we're going to have another guest at the end of the month. So tune in next week and um, have a great one.